vocals and then again. 615 BNA. We got that fly DNA. It's our daily foundations. And we appreciate your patience. Yo, welcome MC the MC. I'm the lovely host Bandito. My name is Adeli. How you doing this morning? I'm blessed up, man. Sun shining. Got my coffee. I mean, her original woke, you know what I'm saying? And we're just chopping up about hip hop, you know? Mm-hmm. How everybody's like coming back to that, tapping into that old school hip hop, like that that nostalgia feeling. Yeah. Like the underground 90s vibe and whatnot. I just, it's funny. It's just like the universe is kind of creating this energy that's pulling everyone towards that. Mm. Like they're lo- almost longing for it. Mm. Because. In my opinion, there was so much value in it, you mm-hmm. know. Um, everything has its time, you know, and it's not to say that the current styles are just going to dissolve. Right. But I think there's, like, a natural need for the wisdom of that music. Mm. Like, Nas was really saying shit in yeah, his stuff. You it know, was. It wasn't just a cool style. It was, mm-hmm. like, listen to the wisdom in it. Yeah, I mean, I think hip-hop is just, like, the freedom of speech we was talking about. How without Uncle Luke or guys like him... We wouldn't be able to even rap. Because mm. that's all rap is, is freedom of speech. The freedom to speak your fucking mind and say, fuck the police, say, fuck fuck the neighbor. <laughs> you know what I'm right, saying? Whoever. Right. So it was kind of like giving you a, uh, uh, a platform within itself to actually say those things, you know. Without Uncle Luke, shout out to Uncle Luke, we wouldn't have the parental advisory sticker. Wow. So if y'all didn't know that, Eminem would be no Eminem, no Ice Cube, no Tupac without Uncle Luke. <laughs> <laughs> there would be no Eminem. No. I mean, he, he definitely kicked more walls down, too. For real. Even today, if you listen to Eminem's music from, like, 99, it's still, like, shocking shit. Yeah, so that's why, I mean, he made the parental advisory sticker even more relevant. Mm. You know, if you think about when he came out. He should have two of the stickers on it. (laughs) (laughs) Public Enemy, same thing. Mm. Think about the shit they were saying. Right. You know, it was fucking breaking down walls. They made motherfuckers feel like, you know, burning down the White House, you feel me? Don't do that, kids. uh. (laughs) Like, NWA, uh, straight out of Compton, they kind of depicted something that they went through when they were performing in Detroit. Mm. And they had the police waiting for him after the show. Yeah. Because they're just watching him. Hip-hop you know? police. Yeah. Um, Jay-Z in the Dakota book, you uh, let, let me get, he actually said he had hip-hop police following him for like, years, all the way up through his career. Because you may call that case mm. where he stabbed somebody for bootlegging his album because bootlegging was a very, you know, a very crazy thing at the time. Like, right. you couldn't bootleg. There wasn't no leaking, no streaming. Mm. So if you had somebody's album... That was all the money he was going to make. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. So it was like... So it's like you're directly stealing from him. You might as well <laughs> yeah. go to his pocket and grab and you, and you, and He got the block mentality. Yeah, you could take the guy out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the guy. Right. So it was like, he still got the hood mentality. Like, you and my block. Mm-hmm. You take him out. You take money out of my, out my family's mouth, my mouth. You know what I'm saying? Right. So after that, hip-hop police was on him ever since. Like, every, every show, they'd be like, oh, you got that gun or whatever. And he was like, you got one? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was just, you know, a bunch of stuff. So... Wow. Um, yeah, hip hop police are real. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, you know that's the beautiful thing is with hip hop, it's like a true, the truest expression within music, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I mean, like because it's it's not just the music; it's it could be the words that drive you, it could be the beat, it could be whatever Thanks. it is. But the importance to keep that alive is crucial, especially in this age of censorship. Mm-hmm. Even through like Facebook and Instagram, all these social medias how they're manipulating things due to the election, yeah. you can't even put hashtags that are going through because, yeah. because of that censorship. Mm-hmm. You know, whether whether it's cool to, to, to mislead people as somebody that's a participant on Instagram or not, it's still kind of funny that, like, it's... 
is mm. that serious where they're mm. censoring it like that? I mean, I mean, I mean, censorship. I feel like it's getting out of hand because it's like a balance. Like Dave Chappelle, everybody's getting on to him. Mm. Kevin Hart, everybody's getting on him about the statement he made about his daughter being a hoe. It was just a, con- you know, he's a comedian. It's mm. a, it's a joke. But they took it too too far and just took that like and just ran with it and just like even way how he said it was like even not like super disrespectful. It was just like right. you could tell it was a joke. <laughs> he's a fucking comedian. <laughs> like that's what a guy does. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And he's kind of corny at that. So you know yeah. it's not like a you know even Dave Chappelle the way he's talking about like George Floyd and all these other things mm-hmm. is like he may be the most important artist we have because he's actually like getting to the fact and it's mm-hmm. consistent all the way through his material from every show you watch from Dave Chappelle is kind of. Super consistent. Right. And comedians, they have the platform right now, speaking of censorship, to not be censored because they are the people that make our make us laugh at our own pain. Mm. And who else is going to do that? Right. A rapper can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They can make you feel a certain way, but not, a com- not like a comedian. They're totally creative artists in their own right. We we need them just as much as we need the MCs. Um, like jerry seinfeld i remember reading like there's there's a science to it mm. the way you construct a joke it mm. can't be too wordy you know what i'm saying it's mm. just got to hit just right so yeah. he would spend a lot of hours crafting one joke sometimes Oof. it's the same way we do that one punchline. Mm. you know so so shout out to comedians you know we need them too we do man we need to be able to laugh at the stupid shit or, or the serious shit because sometimes shit can get too serious where you're feeling like oh man how the fuck I'm gonna make it to the next day? You get all these conspiracy theories come at you in the social media. You get into rabbit hole YouTube. You be like, oh shit, I gotta gotta tell my wife. I gotta tell my kids. I gotta, I gotta prepare for the doomsday. You know what I'm right. saying? And, but you need comedians to be able to make light of that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Make you feel like comfortable with the situation, but not too comfortable where you're just like, you know, a pawn. But comfortable enough where you're like getting through your day. Right. You know, everybody needs to be able to get through their day with a laugh or a smile or something, even if it's just a little bit release or mm-hmm. attention. So laughter is like the greatest medicine and like uh, they're like doctors on the low. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And facts. so imagine if you start your day listening to something like a funny Chappelle skit. Yeah. You could listen to that or you could turn the news on. Mm-hmm. So some really depressing shit. Yeah. And then which one's going to dictate a better day? Mm-hmm. Probably, probably the funny one. Facts. You know what I mean? Because no, we're tapped into our natural vibration, which is higher. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things going on in the world are aimed to bringing us down. Facts. But we are infinite beings. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Infinite Waters and Diving Deep once again. Uh, it's got a guy we listen to uh, every day on a spiritual level because he's just always in tune with what's going on. So, yeah. Is that with a cat down the road yeah. head? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, I was actually, uh, I actually stumbled across this article, man, about uh, from Pigeons and Planes about natural artists, mm. about the, uh, the diversity of our sound. Uh, what was the what? name of the article? was called The Diverse Sounds of Natural Raps. Present and f- present and future. We're more confirmation that we're coming up. Yes, more confirmation that Nashville's on the rise because Pictures and Planes is a pretty big magazine. Um, so that uh, one of the quotes from one of the artists was uh, Ro Marquez. He said, "The Ville is the artist's paradigm. Everything here is built around an art form, but the black hip hop culture of this city runs deep, even spinning off the strength of the Jubilee Singers. Shout out to Fifth University mm-hmm. Jubilee Singers." Uh, it's soulful here. Nashville doesn't have a specific sound, and while it may be tight, I pre I pray we never do. I, f- I respect that. Mm. Every every artist here has a different sonic influences, and nothing sounds the same on our side of the scene. Even artists from the same neighborhoods, it's all unique and transparent. Wow. Yeah. 
So. Yeah, it, I, I read the article too. It mentioned a few other notable artists, um, some from Clarksville, like yeah, Case Ronald Arnold. Basie, yeah, Case Arnold, um, mm-hmm. Ronald Basie. Um, yeah, a uh, bunch of other artists as well. AB, Eastwood, shout out to AB. Um, but yeah, what do you think about that, that statement? No, I, I think it's absolutely true. Um, there's so many different vibes of the city, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but w- where does it stem from? I think that one thing a lot of people don't know about Nashville is that it's like a spiritual city. Mm. You know, um, if you look at some of the monuments around the city, yeah. the way things are crafted and shaped intentionally. The Parthenon. The Parthenon, right? Um, Centen- Bicentennial Park. Bicentennial Park. Yep. Their capital view. The way that's shaped is is arguably like the human chakra system. Yep. It's but, like a wand. Yeah, kind of like goes. There's a here. I can actually show it to the camera real quick because Foundation sent me uh, this picture. So you see that, and y'all can look it up as well. So, so there you go. But it is shaped like a some like like a chakra system. Yeah, it's like crazy. a chakra system. So, uh, I mean, I. I'm just curious as to why that is, but assuming that's the case and it is very spiritual like that, all of us are so much more tapped into mm. our spiritual side, especially post-corona, mm-hmm. cur- amidst corona, Yeah, um, that naturally we're just all kind of bringing our own truth to mm-hmm. the table. We just yeah. maybe feel this energy to do so. Just like Athens, we on the rise, you know what I'm saying? Athens of the South, that's what they yeah. call Nashville. That's so. what they call us. And um, we do got a lot of spectacles around the city too that kind of like, like underground tunnels and shit. Like my brother, right. his his baby mom at the time, she went through a, a tour where they just took her to all the like spiritual sites of Nashville, and they had a tunnel that kind of leads all the way through Nashville Un- under downtown. Uh, yeah, downtown. I think it goes all the way to Vandy. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So even like the Batman building is what Batman building. Mm. Let me see. Y'all look up the Batman building's address. It's this is crazy. Watch this. As they're looking it up, the Batman building is the only building like that in the whole world except one that's similar in Australia. Yeah. And something about the Batman building is like anywhere you're at in Nashville, north, south, east, or west, mm. I always see that building. Always. The other ones around it, not so much. But the Batman, the way they like masoned that one, yeah. it's just like you can see it everywhere. I mean, it is a Mason building because it. 333 Commerce Street. 333 Commerce Street. And guess how many floors it has? Uh, 33? Yes. Oh. Uh, and it's right down the street from right across the street from Andrew Jackson, uh, the little building right there for Andrew Jackson. Mm. And he was a, one of the first Freemasons they ever touched Tennessee. Mm. So a little run on history fax machine right history. there. <laughs> <laughs> Built in '94, so unless you know, there's a lot of history here in Nashville. The Batman building was built in '94. I don't. Know, why did I? F- I felt like it was there longer. I, I, me too. <laughs> I guess because we grew up here. Life and yeah, lifestyle and casualty Tower. building, yeah, yep, yeah. I mean, man, that's a good question. When was the skyline built in Nashville? But when when was the skyline built in Nashville? I say like last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going. Our whole city is under construction. So if you're not from Nashville and you're watching this, yeah, come out to Nashville, man. It's uh, after COVID, of course, but uh, it's under construction. You can see all the cranes. We got like 30 cranes. I counted one day like 35 cranes. Right, right. I was just bored. I was like, I wonder how many. 
curious how many cranes in that city there are. And that's been the case since at least 2014. At least, man. Like, yeah. When, when they when they coined uh, Nashville to be the it city, I think it's still the case. I think it is the it city. Uh, I'm going to bring some more of these comments. Uh, shout out to, uh, who was the person that wrote this up? Shout out to uh, Jonas Mullins. He wrote the article in Nashville. And he, he gave props to, like, the Jubilee Singers on reason why we're called Music City. So he knew that history. He picked that up and was like, even though we're getting, like, you know, subsided with all this gentrification, exactly. but he got the Music City on, on point with the information. He even said, uh, um, you know, Hattie B's and Prince's both exist. One yep. is a lot more popular, right? Yep, yep. But let's not forget that Prince's is the one that first came out. The OG. So let's Shout out to pay homage. Hell yeah, we need to get some Prince's chicken in here, for real. Um, but yeah, and I also did um, did a lookup of, uh, shout out to all the artists who who uh, had a dope year with the streaming. I was looking at the wrap-ups, the Spotify wrap-ups. Oh, yeah. And uh, man, I mean, if this ain't the telltale that the city about to blow or is blowing, then you got another thing coming. But major plays in like 92 countries? Man, like shit, okay. So I'm going to start off with yours truly, myself. <laughs> uh, so... You know, thank all the fans out there. I got 18.5K, 308 hours of listening. Nice. Listeners, 15K, 17 countries. So that that's just a, like wow. a drop in a bucket compared to these guys. So another person is Jesse Wilson, 339.5K to my sis. 18.1K hours of listening from our fans. Listeners, 92.K, 89 countries. Wow. It's like dominate. So shout out to Jesse Wilson doing her thing. My sis, another guy, another brother of mine, Lack Honey, three hundred nine nine hundred hours of listening, two hundred sixty nine point seven k listeners in ninety ninety countries. And last but not least, Lord Goldie. This is just a couple I picked off of Instagram. Uh, my sis Goldie, she got twenty four point two k listeners. Nice. I mean streams. 1.2K hours of listening, 359 listeners in 21 countries. So that just gives you like a, a sum total of like, and that's just four artists I just named from Nashville, you know, so. So add all that up, that's like a billion, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's a small stadium, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, but that just means keep going, you know, especially uh, there's been more notice uh, towards Nashville, mm -hmm. paying attention to us as artists, yeah. you know, which is long overdue. Um, even um, you know different genres beyond hip hop. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, there's been more of a focus on Black country singers as of mm, lately, and that's really? important too. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, I didn't know that. Um, so you know, the more the more light gets shed on everything, the more doors we can kick yeah. down to bring everyone to unity. You know what I'm saying? For real. And I think I think probably most of that fan base that I just they they were streaming our music is probably not even from Nashville. To be honest, mm. it's probably from like outside the Nashville, most likely. Mm. Like I, Pegram, <laughs> and I'm talking about the state. Like I'm talking about mm. like in Atlanta, L.A., New York, uh, probably bumfuck counties we don't even know about. You right. know what I'm saying? Because music is you know international. You got Spotify and TuneCore. You know, you got all these uh, platforms and opportunities to access different fan bases. You right, know? right. Even like hip hop, I feel like real, like real, like. Hip hop is kind of like bring you back of nostalgia of Nas, Kooji Rap, and those guys, Tyler Kwali and most stuff. I think that's more accepted overseas. They are exactly. hungry and starving yes. uh, for that. 
Um, Especially like Europe, I've noticed. Europe, London. They're, they're kind of keeping that, that old hip-hop alive. You know, mm-hmm. shout out to them for that because that's where a lot of the heart is. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, UK rap, they they took that shit and ran with it. Like, mm-hmm. they respect the fuck out of us. Shout out to uh, Geiko, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to him. We just did a track, uh, Heru Heru style yeah. with it. Uh, met him off uh, this platform called Air Gigs, but we just produced a track that's going to be on the album the 12th on my birthday at uh, Sad Season. He's going to be on uh, the 12th and uh, of this month, so I'll be on the lookout. But even that sound that he produced, mm-hmm. crazy. Facts. Uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know if we mentioned it as of yet, but Heru Heru has a new EP coming out on the 12th of December. So 12-12, be on the lookout for that. We got about five tracks on it. All of it fire, all of it what we want to put out there as far as that, you know, could be some a little grimy hip hop or yeah. a little poetic hip hop, just different aspects within it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's easy to kind of like write people off as just like, oh, they're just like classic hip hop. But no, like listen to the lyrics and the, the versatility within it. Yeah. You'll encounter a lot of different styles within mm-hmm. there. Uh, we even have one track that kind of pays homage to Bone. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? We, we tapped in on a lyrical, like, tri- triple the flow. Yeah, my man, Foundation sounded straight up like crazy. <laughs> you guys will see. Uh, but tapped be on in. the lookout for that, for sure. It's yeah, fire. Yeah. Now, like, I, I, I fuck with the whole album. Like, I I really feel like it's going to be, like, a nostalgic moment for a lot of people because I feel like we didn't even try to really tap into that, like, underground vibe, like, hip-hop vibe. I think it just yeah. naturally came. Like, as soon as we heard the beats and the beat selections that we both were like, oh, yeah, that's that one that's it yeah i mean there was a lot of beats to choose from but like we gravitated towards that yeah yeah and and to be honest i'm trying to kind of tap more into i guess something that's more of today Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i have been writing a lot myself because i want to start getting into like songwriting yeah absolutely but like ghostwriting songwriting i I wrote to a dance hall type beat the other day okay i wrote it to a few uh trap styles and and you know at the end of the day i i you know, I might be sounding contradictory, but I do love like the trap flow. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a swag within yeah, it. Yeah, you can admire something. You know what I mean? You have to do it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? but so. I, I just I like writing to that because it's like you you purposely don't rhyme sometimes. It just sounds just, like similar. Like, mm. yeah, I'm off the leash. Uh, you can catch me. I'm eating beef. You know, it's not <laughs> rhyming, but the way they kind of do it is, yeah. is like it's it's cool. So it's, it's cool to tap into that another various style. That yeah. you know what I mean. No, nah, no, nah, you gotta test yourself, man. Like. I grew up like rapping on everything. I don't care if it was a country beat, a rap beat, a hip hop, a pop beat, or R and B slow track, or four two B or three four beat, whatever. Mm. I would just rap on it because that's the only way I was gonna get sharp at being rapper and being like, well, I can be, well, I can do it now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I, I doing that over and over. Me and my brother and my cousin being able to rap on any type of beat, it just helped us structure our flow even more, yeah. where we is more diverse. You gotta be on the sway in the morning, five fingers of death. Man, yeah, man, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, I smashed that long overdue because you know you would. I smashed the bummer clock. Yeah, yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Sway in the morning. You know, shout out to Sway. Uh, hell yeah! Then uh, what? One uh, you said Ebro. Shout, uh, shout out to yeah. Tim Jen. He got a interview with Ebro. Yeah, he talked with Ebro, man, and and That's Tim Jen. You know, hopefully we'll, we'll have him on the show one of these days. But uh, his music was playing on Grey's Anatomy, you yeah, know. So yeah. <laughs> Netflix that's money, as fuck. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so like people getting that Netflix money. You feel me? Right. But everyone that's that's making big moves and staying focused, it's a result of their consistency. Right. It's not just like this person's just really talented. No, it's like when nobody believed in them, they kept trucking. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's the key. So don't don't stop. Don't get discouraged. Just go harder and get better. You know what I mean? Get better, man. I mean. 
like I was telling, I was talking to myself earlier. I don't know if y'all talked to yourself, but I was talking oh, to myself like that's, that's this weird. morning. I'm just playing. It was like, actually, it was like the higher power. I was talking to the higher power. Okay. Within myself. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I was basically on some shit like, I hate when people blame you for, blame you for the position they're in, mm. right? So you know how you have people like, they're actually doing shit, then you have people that are looking at other people doing shit and like, seeing that situation and then blaming you for your situation. Mm. So I was like, people have to realize you have to get better every day for yourself. Mm. Not because you're comparing yourself to the next person. So it was like, even like, if you're in a situation you're in, it's probably your choice. It's part of the decisions you make, part of the choices you make, right? So it's kind of like, nobody's to blame. So the more you you stop blaming yourself, I mean, blaming everybody else and blame yourself, it's kind of like you can grow out of that. You know what I'm saying? And you can kind of like evolve from yourself because you're like, oh, I got to take responsibility. Mm. I got to hold my own self accountable for what I do, my own actions. Then you start meditating. Mm -hmm. Y'all need to start meditating out there and meditating. Big facts. And once you meditate, you'll realize all these thoughts that come up and you'll see all the choices you made that leads you up to the moment. Mm. And then they're probably to blame somebody else for where you at. Mm. So, you know, if, you, if you're going through some shit and you put all the blame on other people and hold other people accountable for choices you made in your in your, in your present moment right now, I, I suggest you just go inside and figure out why you're in that situation and try to figure out ways to get yourself out of that situation. Mm-hmm. And then in the day, everybody has their own choices. Everybody makes their own moves. Yeah. So, Absolutely. And I mean, the more we build ourselves, the more we facilitate the world. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So so if I like refuse to to make myself better, you know what I'm saying? And and I go to a grocery store and mm-hmm. I treat the 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 clerk there like a jerk, yeah. Then that's they're going to uh send that energy to the next customer Projection. in line, at least partially or something nah, like real. that. It's it, all it carry, it's energy carries. Energy carries. So like you you might do something somebody you might do something nice for somebody that's traveling to Arkansas and then mm-hmm. they're traveling here and that, that energy goes with them. Believe so in yourself. You got to understand that that's what we all consist of at the end of the day is energy. Um, and so tapping into that and in our best side inversions is, mm-hmm. is crucial. So No, we got you got to be, be able to believe in yourself to the point nothing else matters. Like nobody can defer you or deter you from where you're going. Um if everybody just actually wake up and like kind of like self talk themselves, self motivate themselves, mm-hmm. or watch a fucking you know a motivation video. Motivation mm-hmm. videos get me through. I ain't gonna lie. Right. They get me through because it's like once you talking to yourself and you like hyping yourself up, mm-hmm. nobody's gonna be able to hype you up like you can hype yourself up. Once right. you believe in yourself, it's like you know getting into the habit of doing that. You inspiration is coming from you now Mm -hmm. you're not waiting for another motherfucker to give you inspiration so and also like a lot of people tapped into like the law of attraction and stuff right Mm -hmm. um but what they don't understand is that the law of attraction is a secondary law Mm -hmm. law of vibration is the primary law yeah so first you have to be what you want to be in order to attract what you want to attract you can't be like i just want to attract a lot of money 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 come to me no like (laughs) you have to like become Become that, and then the energy will follow. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of, after that, we're going to cut to the commercial break, and uh, see you on the flip side. Struggling to find that G? We've got musicians for that. What's good, y'all? This is MC to MC. We're back. Um, I did want to say, we, we did briefly mention, like, 
classic hip hop and all that shit. But uh, I want to say, like, I feel like there's a new renaissance coming, especially with the emergence of all these national artists yeah. that are hitting like these big papers and stuff, yeah, NPR man. and everything. Like consistently. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Every week it's been somebody on NPR radio, whatever. Where they're talking about like Nashville specifically. So um, I think we just got to keep putting that energy mm-hmm. out there. Um, but yeah, it was kind of, like kind of crazy this morning. So on my way here, I was listening to like Rakim, and then I I come upstairs to the Upstate Sound, and then I hear them playing. It ain't hard to tell by Nas. Wow. And then I see you pull up, and and I can hear like Tupac in the car. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm in a good place right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. Um, but That's by dope. the way, I was on IG and uh, I follow this uh, this group. It's called All All Harlem Com, I think. Mm. Um, but so there's gonna be a new movie coming out about Big L. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's wow. called Put It On. Yeah. So I'm definitely excited to see that. The little clip that they showed, like, was dope. Wow, Big L, yeah. and they don't tell me how many keys and pieces of, of the hip hop history that's in that one story. Exactly. You know, because you don't hear about Big L. People don't put him on the like on the you know Mount Rushmore rap, or they don't. They don't I know he died before his they time, should. but they don't put him like up there, like. I mean, I hear like legends talk about him. Yes. Because they were significant in their their journey. Like Jay Z. Yeah. There would be no Jay Z in the story, like without a big L in, in like Dame Dash taking him to Harlem. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Introducing the Children of the Corn, Cameron, Mace. You know well, the infamous Jay Z and DMX battle. Big L was holding the camera. See what I'm saying? Come on. I mean, he's like, right there in the same, you know what I mean, the same air as everybody. Exactly. Cameron. You wanna get a Cameron exactly. without a big L or a mace. Yes. You know, sharpen them swords, sword sharpen sword. Ch- shout out to Children of the Corn. Yeah, shout out to McGruff yeah, RP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know what I mean? I'm excited about that. I think they're going to make like a, a dip set of a biopic. movie biopic too. Oof, you know what I mean? That's going to be epic. Yeah, fuck yeah it is. A dip set fucking biopic? Yeah. <laughs> that's going to sell out. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. I'll you know be there, man. <laughs> we should get them to show it at the Bell Court. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, let's. I mean, I'll pay for this shit. I don't even fuck. No, for real, like yeah. we should get them to show it at the Bell Court for real. Maybe we, if when that time comes, we'll create like a fundraiser, and then yeah, watchers yeah. of this show yeah. that support that hip hop can, you know, what I mean, for throw sure. in for that. Oh yeah, so I was thinking about something today this morning. I was like, you know, you know how you could tell somebody fuck with you mm-hmm. if they tell you that there's a booger on your nose or you have a booger. You talking about me? <laughs> no. Uh-oh. Thank God. Yeah, I was. I'm saying like, you know. You can tell if you got a team that fucks with you. They tell you like you got some shit on you Facts. on your face, like Facts. you know. What I'm they saying? don't you want don't you walk looking around. like a fool. Exactly, because you know it's like okay, so you know you got so many people watching you now. Yeah. When you get when right. you when you get <laughs> right. when you get on a bigger level, it's like you got millions of motherfuckers. Okay, so one one move like you know you may be fucked up. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like damn, what the fuck? Like you gotta have a team. You gotta have people to hold you accountable. You gotta have people like that always. It's your mirror and your reflection, right? And they and they give you the truth. They don't flatter you. you yeah, know what I'm saying that's crucial. Exactly. Like they, I was seeing this quote. It was like, you need friends that talk shit in front of you and talk nice behind your back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's real. That's real. The people that's like, like fuck you in your face. Like you know what I'm saying. When it comes to like some shit, like they really care. Like they really care about you. Yeah. They are gonna check you all the time. You know what I'm saying. But the people that don't care, they're not gonna check you. They are gonna let a lot of shit slide. You be like, what the fuck? I, I was already hanging on the cliff, and you didn't tell me. <laughs> like, and then the people who are you know around you, it may, it may tell you, like strangers may tell you you're hanging off the cliff versus the person may be beside. So it's kind of right. You definitely that's how they, a good way to check. You know. Yeah, and you don't want to take you don't want to take anyone for granted. I found myself mm. like sometimes I will get offended like if I hear somebody talk about somebody 
that's like a good friend of mine or something. Mm. Like maybe if I'm complaining about some shit, it's just like it's just in the moment. You know what I mean? It could mm. be like a disagreement, but if somebody else says it, then that's another thing. It's mm. like, no, that's respect. I mean, that's like extension of you. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. that's your friend. You claiming it's your friend, so that's a reflection of you. You Facts. know, no matter what they go, you know what I'm saying? It's like talking nice behind you. You hear somebody talking shit about your friend. You know what I'm saying? It's like you gotta check them. Yeah, because they're looking at you like that's supposed to be your friend. You're not. Speaking up exactly. for him. <laughs> yeah, I'm out because you're not. Yeah, exactly. So, so don't don't talk shit about Fondito. Integrity, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Keep the integrity. Uh, oh, y'all, speaking of integrity, shout out to my man Leland. Leland for president, his march right here, you know what I'm saying? Super political, dope, intelligent black man, in the, you know, working in the streets, you know, in the community, trying to help people vote and get people education about, you know, mis- miscommunication, you know what I'm saying? Miseducation. Um, what's, what's he running for? Uh, well, he's not really running for president. It's just okay. this is a uh, merch. But okay. uh, he's actually uh, an activist. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he actually was on my wife's podcast. First, let's talk about it. Um, speaking of, she just dropped a new episode. Y'all go check it out. First, it's let's dope. talk about it. Um, but yeah, he was on there. But he's pretty much like an activist as far as like uh, any type of leadership within the black communities. Anytime, you know what I'm saying? Like people have uh, bad information. He's able to address it and pretty much bring the facts home. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Versus leaving people in the midst of like whatever's going on. You know? Right, right. So uh he's just a big advocate in the community. I'm gonna give a shout out to him, man. He's dope dude, man. That's dope. Intelligent man. dude. So what else you got going on like music wise? So I know that me and you, as we mentioned, dropping that EP. Facts, but facts. I know that you stay busy, you make yeah, like man. twenty tracks a day and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> so what you got going on right now? Um uh, right now I just dropped a single Don't Wanna Wait. Mm. Uh, like a little R and B electronic funk. I don't know what to call it, but it's it's on another genre. But it's just hit uh fifteen yeah, fifteen hundred um streaming. So it's doing pretty nice. good. I just dropped that last week. Uh and it actually made five different playlists this week. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I've been going hard just promoting just blogging and figure out, you know, what works and what don't work because it has really no genre. It's kind of its own thing. Of course, they're gonna put it in a box, you know. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like its own thing. So mm. a lot. It was interesting seeing a lot of like uh, radio people, uh, Spotify people, or mm. Instagram people, Instagram influencers respond, respond, and give it oh, feedback yeah. and like give me their feedback because I was like, I learned more about the song. Okay, you know what I'm saying. The more different feedback. This is people from overseas and in, in Britain, uh, people from uh, Spain, like in Spain. Yeah. So it was like different personalities, different people from different backgrounds, different people who put together playlists themselves. Right. Like, like playlist curators. So it was interesting to hear their take on it. After hearing their play- playlist, and it's like twenty different genres on this one playlist, right. and they decided to put me in the middle of this thing. So I'm like, yeah. it's interesting to see you and I how people feed, you know, feed, give you feedback about your own material. Yeah, they they might have a whole different reaction to your music than you. Yeah, for uh, sure. For example, like SoundCloud is a is a great tool to use to mm. kind of get people's direct reaction from. Mm-hmm. And when I put uh, Hill Hop on there, it was like surprising. Like of all the tracks, a lot of people uh, were feeling the much more track. Yeah. It's kind of like a singing song, you know, yeah. uh, kind of love song ish. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's a uh, it's interesting. I mean, yeah. that those are the things to pay attention to. You don't want to just be in your own world with it. No, that's real. Um, I think you got to come up with different ways, like to touch different people, connect to different people. It may not be straight hip-hop all the time, but if that's what you do, that's what you do. Sometimes it may be like this lane, and then I feel like if you do what you love, people are going to gravitate. Somebody's going to gravitate to it. Yeah. It's a 
billions billions of people on the earth so if somebody's gonna gravitate to it you know it just depends on if you put your heart into it yeah did you put like something in it that's vulnerable that can, you can connect with right you know and that's what i was talking to uh, uh gecko about you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying about vulnerability when he makes his music and beats and production he's vulnerable when he does it he was because mm-hmm. we were talking about tupac how you can't it's hard to be that vulnerable like a mm-hmm. tupac that's why you don't hear that much genuine rap right now. Right. They ain't talking about shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they not even genuine. It's almost it... <laughs> like cloaked the yeah. way they are. It's like, let's just run with this uniform style and yep. make our own version and of it. And it's not vulnerable at all. I mean, the, the rappers you hear are vulnerable. You can, like, who the fuck can... are you, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> even Kanye, you can tell he put vulnerability, especially in that uh, Jesus is Keen album. Right. You can hear that shit. Even like Yeezy. I mean, Jesus, you can hear that shit. It is it is punches through and grabs you and, mm. and you're like oh I can even though I might fuck with the music sonically mm-hmm. I fuck with the message and I fuck with the reson residency of it you know right so you you got to be a like a salmon in this game swimming upstream while everyone else goes the other exactly. way exactly Pisces brother said into that is you know what I'm saying I'm a Pisces but I'm more like a shark though you know what I'm saying I'm not, <laughs> a little fish you know what I mean <laughs> too shark. <laughs> But yeah, man, I think this was a dope episode. Yeah, I, I think so too, man. Yeah. Shout out to uh, MCDMC Upstate. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Who woke coffee coming soon? Uh, you know, we're not gonna forget about your fans out there. <laughs> uh, but don't forget to subscribe, like, hit the notification button. You know, let us know what you feel about hip hop and what you think about some of the topics we talked about in the comments below. Um, yeah, man. Shout out to the team and uh, shout out to all the Nashville artists doing their thing on their grind. Don't stop. Don't stop. Keep pushing. On um, six one five, stand up. Salute. Facts and check out that new Heru Heru EP coming on twelve twelve. My birthday, so hell yeah, yeah. Drop a birthday, happy birthday in the comments too. Yeah, please do that. <laughs> Bless up. Peace. Front. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. If you like the episode, leave us a thumbs up and comment below if you have any ideas on what we can do next time. Please subscribe and hit the notification. MC to MC, give you motivation. Heru Heru.